Thanks for listening to the New Revival Podcast. I'm Levi. And I'm Beth. In today's episode, we have two special guests. It's actually my dad, uh, Brian, and my mom, Elaine. My dad is the pastor of Cornerstone Church in Trafalgar. And we talk about today's episode, Who Are the Jews? So uh, take a listen. All right, so why did we choose this as a first topic? I think knowing who the Jews are is a very foundational thing for Christianity because the Jews are God's chosen people. And I think with all their traditions and all the things that God put in place for them, we just don't understand it. And we're missing so much whenever we're reading not only the Old Testament, but the New Testament because we just don't understand how they did things. Yeah, I think it's something, too, that is overlooked i think a lot of people that grew up in church take it for granted as something that they were assumed to have known or oh you should have picked that up on whenever we're talking about abram and abraham in sunday school and maybe to people that are new christians or maybe as people that are uh, uh maybe like i said just didn't pay attention in sunday school or or just finding this out aren't are too far along that they're afraid to ask like who the jews are absolutely i feel like this topic has a very personal meaning to me because I uh, can relate to not knowing uh, how the Jews fit in uh, with the rest of the Bible. I was 22 years old and in nursing school and I can remember the day very vividly. We were at a nursing home doing clinicals and we were on break and I was getting my regular Dr. Pepper and Snicker bar and a good friend of mine, uh, we had had, we rode together and we had had spiritual conversations and she just point blank said to me, she said, I would believe in Jesus. In fact, I would consider becoming a Christian if someone could explain to me how the Old Testament and the New Testament go together. How does, how do the Jews what do they have to do with Jesus? What do they have to do with the New Testament? And what do they have to do with Christianity? And I can remember standing there <clears throat> as a 22-year-old having grown up in church, and I didn't know the answer. Um, and it was embarrassing, um, and it was actually, um, I was sad. I was mad at myself because I could not explain to her and having grown up in church, very solid churches where I heard very solid teaching and was in very solid Sunday school classes. And so I'm not sure if it was just me and my, um, you know, maybe I was just, you know, hearing but not listening, but I had definitely not um, done my own study. I hadn't looked into it um you know, very deeply. So it was after that, that I really decided that I wanted to, I wanted to know. And, and so you, Brian gave me the book, um, the Scarlet Thread. And Mm -hmm. I started, you know, kind of reading through that and studying it. Now looking back, it's like, how did I not know that having grown up in church? But I kind of took to heart, you know, um, second Timothy, uh, two 15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Mm -hmm. And, um, just had decided that I, you know, I wanted, I didn't want to be in that position again where I didn't know the answers. Mm -hmm. It is a neglected topic. It is like, Israelology isn't something that's taught, and so it is something you almost have to pick up on your own and glean in that way. Mm-hmm. And it is important because it's God's timepiece as the Jewish nation. You know where they are, what they're doing, is crucial to you know if you want to understand prophecy. Where are the Jews, and what are they doing? What's he doing with Israel? 
which what kind of makes our time super exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been asked the same question before, and someone's like, who, who are the Jews? Well, they're God-chosen people. What's that mean? Isn't that just religion? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but it's not. It's actual race of people. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more to it than just religion. Exactly. And to understand yeah. that, um, you know, the, that the Bible, it's, um, it's one book. You know, mm-hmm. in the, the Old Testament is um, Christ concealed, and the New Testament is Christ revealed. And but the whole book carries with it the theme of the book is the story of redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's so important to see how the Old Testament, were, were you know, how God established Himself through the Jewish people and with the tabernacle, and then later the temple. And He was establishing how you come to Him. Mm-hmm. That He's very specific in how we come to Him, and that there's mm-hmm. only one way. And um, so it, it's, it is essential that we understand the Old Testament, that we understand um, the Jews, who they um, are, and um, the purpose of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think also he picked them because it's like they were a people in a culture in a time where you can study and understand all that and then it doesn't move, it doesn't change. You know, we can go back to the Bible and it's that culture and that time. We can now read it and interpret it the way it was meant to be and not something that's fluid and changing, but his word as it was. So with that saying that they are people, um, like who are they? I guess that, we'll go ahead and get into that that question. Who who are they? Um were they already a race of people? Were they already a group of people that were? No, they were uh, chosen. That's why we call them the chosen people. <laughs> but yeah. it's uh, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I guess we can get into like who was chosen. God chose Abram. Abram, yep. And I I did a little bit of math, and this was in the year seventeen thirty one B C. Yeah, he was seventy five years old. Yep, and he I came. Did some math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was 75 years old, and he said he was going to make him a great nation. Mm-hmm. And how many kids did he have? None. Yeah. <laughs> he said he was 75, and his wife was slightly younger than him, like yeah. nine, nine, like nine <laughs> years younger than him. Yeah, and he, he had made this covenant saying, yep, I'll j- Make no, you no. a nation. I'll make you like the stars in heaven, sands on the sea. Yeah, Um so with that, I mean, he, he made a promise to him. I mean, it's in Genesis uh, 12, um, mm-hmm. later on in Genesis 17. I mean, it, it's it's throughout. And, um, and it, it was more than just a promise of, I'm going to make you a great nation. Like, he mm-hmm. went on and to explain. Yeah, he said, all the world will be blessed because of you. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, like we said, they're a timepiece. It's also, he had them for a purpose. They were to proclaim God's message. They were to be God's mouthpiece. They were to be missionaries. They were to be the ones, you know, being the prophets to tell. They were to be the priests. They were to tell the war- world. And everything was to point to Christ. But they failed. Yeah. Um, why, I guess, to get into this, why was why was it Abraham? Or why was it Abram? Well. I, I keep saying Abram and Abraham because his yeah. name was changed nine years later whenever he made the yeah. promise, with, made another covenant with him. Uh, or, I guess, uh finalized the covenant with him, changed his name to Abraham right. versus Abram and his wife, Sarai, and to Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, which the significance of that was uh, the H, H, right? Yeah, yeah H is the, 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 the spirit in them. Yep. Yeah, so he put the spirit in them, so it changed them from who they were. And I, I thought that this was interesting when studying for this. Um, Abram was a pretty well-off mm-hmm. farmer in the land mm-hmm. of Ur, and he told... God told Abram, 
to pack up his things and go. Didn't tell him where. He said, go where I lead you. He's like, leave your family. Yeah, leave your family. (laughs) Yeah, leave your family. Leave your things. Go where I lead you. Uh, That was pretty much it. And then I guess, I mean, later on in Hebrews, it says, by faith, Abram. Mm -hmm. He followed him. Yeah, Yeah, he followed him. And then once he he made it to the land of Canaan, he said, from here to there, I'm going to give you. Yep. Basically, from Euphrates to the Nile. Almost yep. all that land yep. is what yep. he promised him. And the thing is, it wasn't like it was empty land ready to be, land ready to be claimed. It was full of... It was occupied. Yeah, yeah. In it, occupied by enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, violent enemies. That yeah. <laughs> probably Satan's minefield, actually. Yeah, and he he left such a... Or, I mean, it's like... I think, I think I read it was like 140 miles away from what would later become Babylon. And it was mm-hmm. just like... I mean, it was a big city that was not known for being... I mean, it was... A corrupt, pagan, nasty city, and was mm-hmm. told to. It was idolatry. Yeah, it was told him to get up pagan, and go. Yeah. So I mean, and I he, think that speaks a lot of his, his faith, his faith and character that way, and let alone the faith too that hey, at seventy-five years old. Sorry, I'm not sure what that sound is. <laughs> oh, I think it's Yoda chewing on one of his toys. Yoda's our little dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's entertaining. Yeah. No, but I mean, uh, also the faith of a seventy-five-year-old guy saying mm-hmm. that. Sorry, I'm not sure what he's chewing on. That orange toy. He likes what it. What is it? That orange toy <laughs> that he got from Peggy. Oh, well, I'm going to go it take it It has like me. little ripple things on it. So. Okay. He likes it. <laughs> I'm going to take it from him. But I, I think that, uh, you want me to stop or you want me? No, I keep going. All right, yeah. <laughs> so, but I think one of the reasons when we say, you know, why did he choose him is that you got to figure where we are in time that they'd already, uh, the world that he was going to, I'm sorry, distracted. But but the world, he'd already had to judge it with the flood. He told them to disperse. They didn't, and so he says he divides the world into seventy nations. And then he says, "I'm not going to pick a big nation. I'm going to pick this guy." He goes, "I will take you who are the fewest, and I will choose you." And as a matter of fact, it goes on and tells us in Hank of Deuteronomy that says, "Because I love you." It's yeah. almost like the John three sixteen in the Old Testament. You know, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world, that He picked Abraham, or Abram at the time, to then make them and use them as the blessing that the Messiah would come to, them to be able to save the world, so we could have a John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I think it's He had to pick someone, a place, a people, and, and He picked them, the least of those. Kind of, kind of. There had to be a starting point at some time. I know mm-hmm. when I'm teaching the kids um, this uh, topic, I, I talk about how you know. Adam, you know, the world started out with Adam and Eve and there was, you know, then they had their children. And then as, you know, time went on, <clears throat> multiplied. And so there was this sea of humanity at that time. And out of the sea of humanity that was just marching along, God reached in and pulled out Abram. And he said, out of you, I'm going to build my nation, you know. And so it was <clears throat> a nation that had to be, you know, because the Messiah was going to come through this. And so they had to be set apart. They had to be different. There had to be, um, you know, these laws, these rules that they would follow in order to keep them pure, to keep them clean, mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. order for the Messiah to come from this line. Mm-hmm. Separated. Yep. And they were hated for that. Absolutely. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> hated. It, and how, yeah, how did the world respond to this nation being chosen by God? Right. Yeah. Not- hated them ever since. They tried to kill them and wipe them out at every turn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, that, I mean, that's been their history since the beginning. I mean, the, I mean, the reason being Satan thought... Hey, if I, because God said, hey, through your line, my son's going to come, and, mm-hmm. that, and his son was going to come and 
pay the sins of every man right. and it'd be the, the world, sacrifice. Right? So Satan said, hey, if I can get rid of this line, then yeah. I get rid of the Savior. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Awesome, yeah. You figure it comes all the way up into modern days with Hitler. You know, to yep. even to, honestly, in the last few weeks, anti-Semitism, which is... Uh, Anti-Judaism, anti which is branches all the way back to Shem. Shem mm -hmm. is the Semitic line, and so it's an anti-Semite. That is anti-Shem. You're anti-Jews. That's where that comes from. And then yeah. Judah is also a slang too that comes from. First time it's mentioned is in Esther, but it's, they were always Israelites, but they're from the tribe of Judah, and that's where you get Jew from Judah. That's just kind of shortened in that way. So that's why you use it interchangeably. <laughs> but yeah, they just persecuted me over the Hitler. I was saying that recently. Uh, attacking the synagogue, they just uh, interrupted a guy who was plotting to go and kill. I think just just this week, he was he was plotting. He said he was inspired by the shooting in Philadelphia to go and shoot more and to do that. That persecuting the Jews is what he wanted to do. He wanted to kill as many. It's just it's satanic. It's a satanic attack. I think that's part of that spirit of Antichrist that is moving today. Yeah, wasn't it over like six million Jews that were murdered during the Holocaust? Yeah, which that's, that's just that number is just insane considering the fact. Mm -hmm. We're here in Indiana in the capitals, Indianapolis, which has a population of a little over 800,000 people. 800,000, yeah. yeah. and they killed yeah. over 6 million. That's yeah, crazy. it's unfathomable. I mean, that's not the first time there's been, yeah. I mean, definitely not the first time there's what been was that, mass killings of Jews. that chart that you were showing us yeah. at church a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it was just all kinds of the persecution throughout the time. You know, just how, you know, all the way from Haman. You know, Haman right. wanted to wipe them all out. Had the day all picked. We're going to hang them all. You know, then mm -hmm. he ended up hanging on it. But uh, yeah. just time after time after time to where they come in and attack them. They come in and run them out of the land. God would bring them back to the land. That's just, they've been persecuted, but they've, they're resilient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think because God's, God's blessed them. God's mm -hmm. put them together. I was reading earlier that, um, sorry, in the last decade, um, 60,822 acts of anti-Semitism like anti or whatever, mm -hmm. anti-Jews, um, were recorded in the last decade. So that's 17 acts against Jews every day. Like, people just mm. hate the Jews. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, and that's what brought us the Messiah, and you can just see why the world is anti, or they're just against him. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're told to pray for Israel, pray for the peace of Israel, pray for, pray for them as a nation, you know, pray for their eyes to be open, for them to be saved, which... Jews still get saved today, and we call them Messianic Jews mm -hmm. because they trust in Messiah. Where as a whole, as a nation, they are still looking for Messiah, but they missed him the first time. We talk about that a lot at church too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, to kind of go on like the whole importance of the Jewish line, like the whole choosing of. I think it's, I mean, the whole. I guess I guess not the whole point, but a, a big part of it is that the Savior, like I said, was going to come through that line, and it's. I mean, you can trace it lineage from mm -hmm. both sides of his family, Mary and Joseph mm -hmm. both, all the way back mm -hmm. to, I mean, all the way back to Shem and, I mean. Yeah, all the way back to Adam. All the way back to Adam, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. ultimately. Um, I don't know, just all yep. the or prophecies that were fulfilled. Yep, pointing up to his birth, I mean, everything he did in his life, it was all fulfilling, showing that he is the Messiah, but that's, that's what they were for, you know, that's, you think of, we mentioned earlier, I think Beth was mentioned about their culture and all that. That's what helps us understand when they talk about, oh, the parable of the wedding feast, or they have all this, this the culture, how they did things, what they were doing. Uh, their whole calendar is their catechism, is a line we like to use at church. And it is Passover, taught us about the sacrificial lamb, and that's, you know, Jesus fulfills it, ulti you know, fulfills it literally. You know, he's the yeah, lamb that was sacrificed. Yeah. In Hebrew. Yeah. Yep, he's the, at Pentecost, you know, all that comes down to the birth of the church. It's everything, and that's what makes the other parts of the calendar pretty exciting to think about too so he was the sacrificial lamb it's christ lineage 
said he picked Abraham, you know, then it goes Isaac, his son, Jacob, Jacob has 12 sons. He picks Judah out of line of Judah. He says, Hey, I'll pick Jesse out of Jesse. You think he take the older son? Nope. He takes the youngest son. I'll make David. Yeah, so the becomes the, the kingly line of David. And that's where it traces it down to both Joseph and Mary showing that he has right to the throne mm-hmm. uh, in Matthew and Luke. So. Yeah. And I think also too, <clears throat> it's through the Jews that we understand who God is. Mm. You know, God reveals himself um, through uh, the Jews and through um, interactions with them is, mm-hmm. is how we, you know, that's how we, um, you know, learn all the things about God. Like we, we understand that he is the um, <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> we understand that he is um, Jehovah Jireh, you know, mm-hmm. the God who provides, you know, through mm-hmm. his encounter with um, Hagar. And, and so God, you know, revealed himself through, um, like I said, interactions and, and um, exchanges with the Jews. And so, it, you know, that's very important that we um, know who God is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uses them to show them. They're stubborn pers- people, and so, at least historically, you know, with Moses and, and all that. It gives us hope in the New Testament. It's like, man, God is a God of second chances. God is a God who works through them. God is a God who, if you just repent and turn back to me, I'll take you. And when they do, he does. And so that we know we have all that, all those lessons we learn from them. Matter of fact, the New Testament tells us that all those things in the Old Testament were examples for us. You know, that all those encounters they had. And here he picked this tribe, this small people, to, to show us all this so that we can have something to put meat and bones on that skeleton in the New Testament. We have examples and stories and history showing that God is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that he's a God of miracles, that he would pick an old man past the age and prime to even have a son. And he says, I'll make a nation out of you. And it's like, really? I mean, his wife laughs about it. You know, but mm-hmm. here he has Isaac, and then Isaac, he was blessed, and he blesses, blesses them. And then every time it seems like they're persecuted and stopped, how, how God, again, just uses it, you know, takes them into captivity in Egypt, and they come out a mighty nation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just... You know, I think there's 600,000 men that come out of there. So that's a, a big nation that come out, and then they finally get to their promised land eventually, you know, after 40 years of wandering. But, yeah, it's, it's important. It's a lot of messages in there. I mean, with that, in, in Leviticus, he outlines all of these, not only the rules that you hear about Jews, but also, like, the feasts. Um, there, are, there are seven main feasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Passover, for, uh, unleavened bread, mm-hmm. first flute, fruit, well, first flutes. That's not right. First, <laughs> first flutes. Yeah. yeah, first fruits. Uh, the feast of weeks or Pentecost, mm-hmm. and then you also have feast of trumpets and the day of atonement, and then also the feast of tabernacles. Mm-hmm. Um, with all of those, all of those. I mean, you gave seven for a reason, mm-hmm. and each one is outlined in. Say what now? Completeness. Yeah, seven. yeah, yeah. Seven, the number of completeness. But but with all that, each one was a, to symbolize what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Four of which have already been fulfilled with his first coming. Um, I mean, and they were pretty obvious. Like throughout each feast, everything that they were do, everything they were to do, and why they were to do it, and all these promises. How did the Jews miss him the first time? Why did they? How yeah. did they end up crucifying him? Yeah, it was literally the, all every time they did those feasts. It was. The Bible calls them rehearsals. Those are rehearsals so that you would miss the main thing, and then they did. I think it just shows how routine they became, how busy in the world they were, how it wasn't it wasn't sparklers and and and, and fireworks going off saying this is it. He didn't come with a halo. He came as a man. You know they they just it wasn't fantastic enough for him. And I think 
we find that same problem today, that we can have scripture being fulfilled around us and we're looking for it like, oh, it'd be a grand scale and rockets would be going off and it'd be underlined and we'd make it clear and obvious, Mm -hmm. um, but we don't because he's still using his people to speak to us. Sometimes we forget, you know, that the people in the Bible, they were just, they were that, they were people Mm, with families, with lives, with everything else. And, and, um, I think it's easy to look at them and be like, what in the world? I can't believe that they didn't see it. But just like Brian said, you know, today we're so, so much is going on around us, but I'm sure we're not attuned to half of what we should be attuned right. to. No, I, th- I think that know? folds right into like my next question. Um, with them missing his first coming, having had all four of the other, um, uh, the feast that the symbols fulfilled, we still have three more where he outlines his second coming. Mm-hmm. How much is the church missing by not, not necessarily saying that they have to observe these. I mean, cause we're not bound by the law anymore, yeah, true. but I mean, we still, these were given to us for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much more is it? I mean, how much is the church missing out on by not knowing about these for one, and then also two, not paying attention to all the other signs that are in the Bible. I mean, cause how many, how many prophecies did he have of his, of his first coming? I estimate around 300 prophecies about his first coming. That's and, everything. And there's over about 600 for his second coming. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. So you have twice as many promises and prophecies of his second coming. Yeah. And, we still and have it's people not who don't believe that he's coming back. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's just astounding. It shows, I think again, how could that be? You know, oh, he's just from Nazareth. So that's Mary and Joseph's son. That can't be him. That, that's mm-hmm. not how it would be. That's the same thing today. We have stuff like uh, we were just talking on uh, Monday was the end of Hanukkah that they dedicated the altar uh, to the third temple, something that we've been anticipating since 70 AD, or in fact, even probably further. But since that was destroyed, then, you know, we're like, they're going to rebuild. There's going to be a third temple. It's yeah, been prophecies the, students forever. There's going to be a third temple. Yeah, which it's, Hanukkah it's on the door. is the, the Feast of Dedication, which is. Uh, Came came from uh, Maccabees. Mm-hmm. What, what year was that? Um, it was like I have it written down. It's between the. Oh yeah, uh, 167 <laughs> BC. Yeah, yeah, so about 100 years or so, 150 years before Christ. Christ. Yeah, so there. That's I mean, literally, we are living in the, the time where we have a generation who's seen. You take my my parents' generation. They've had the birth of Israel and 48 uh, back in Jerusalem in 67. The uh, announced as Jerusalem will be their capital in 2017 mm-hmm. to this year here in 2018 that hey, an altar is dedicated uh, for them. We've watched all that come back alive. We see it all come back into place, and yet it's not on most people's radar. God's moving, working. He's taking something that's never been done before, a dead nation back again, speaking a dead language that he prophesied would happen there again, back mm-hmm. in their land again, and, mm-hmm. it's just, and he blesses them. Uh, he talks about them being a blessing. Not only is it a blessing that because Messiah is there, but um, the world has benefited. A lot of doctors are Jewish. You know, that's not just a stereotypical. It is. Mm-hmm. Most of the, I think it's 22% of Nobel Peace Prize winner, and yet they make up 0.2% of the population. They are mm-hmm. smart. They, we have benefits in so many ways because of, of this nation. Uh, I was reading some things today just about why. Why are the Jews so smart? Why do they have all this? It's like God's blessed them. He's used them. They're a gift uh, to the world, and yet... We and I think the thing, you know, <clears throat> to remember is that they are still God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. It's not that they yeah. just were in the Old Testament, but they still are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit, too, because I know that there's a whole movement that's become popular. And I think uh, I say become popular. I mean, it was popular back in, <laughs> what, the 50s and 60s. But I mean, I think 
people are still thinking that way. The whole replacement theology, replacement, like, oh, yeah. God's done with the Jews. Jews had their chance. They killed them. Is now it, the church replaces the Jews. Yeah. Paul clearly says in Romans, God forbid. No, he is not done with the Jews. He has promises to them that were all dependent on God. They weren't dependent on like what people do. It's like, oh, you rejected me. I turned my back. No, he's, it's like a marriage. He calls, matter of fact, he calls Israel his wife or the church is Christ's bride. He says, I don't leave you and forsake you. You know, it's for better or worse, you know. And so he, there's a time where there might be some separation, you know, but they, they come back, they reconcile together and ultimately. And so, yeah, it's, it's he's not done with them. Uh, they, they are reviving. They are coming back. Now, again, it's through Jesus Christ, you know, that they need to repent of their sins and trust in Jesus yeah. to save them. They can have it. And so, yeah, we were to pray for them. We're to witness to them like anybody else. We're to, like say, if anything, the church should have a soft spot for them for sure. I mean, they gave us the Messiah, you know, so we, we, we owe them. And all the lessons in the Bible, we, we get all that from him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was listening to Jonathan Cod talking, uh, who is a uh, Messianic That's Jew. He, they were asking, uh, he was asked if Christmas was a Jewish holiday. He's like, like from a, like a traditional Jewish standpoint, no, because they don't believe that he came the first time. But he's like, from a messianic standpoint, he goes, "There's nothing more Jewish than the birth of the Messiah." He goes, "It's like there's right. nothing more, yeah, yep. nothing right. more Jewish than this holiday. The Messiah coming down to be born a lamb to be the sacrifice is like that's mm-hmm. everything that we've ever. I mean, and it is. Right. And so, yep, exactly. It's like, and that's what you know to see all that being revived. It lets us, you know, we're reminded that you know Christ is going to return. He says when he comes back, it'll be as a judge. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, he comes back for his bride first. You know that he. You know, those who repented and trusted in Christ, you know, don't see God's wrath. And uh, the time that pre- preceding right before he comes back is called the tribulation, whereas God's wrath is poured out on the earth and uh, Christ took all of our wrath for us, from us. And so that makes him all the more special. But uh, um, but it's all for the Jews. This is to teach them, reintroduce himself to them, to show them who he is. Matter of fact, the next thing we're kind of looking for is a big miracle performed in him sparing the Jews as they get attacked probably from the north, which right now there's a lot of trouble in Syria with Russia and, yeah. and everything bombing going on. And so there's something that happens that the whole world has to take notice and say, that had to be God. Uh, it's in Ezekiel. It talks about that. That kind of puts sets the stage back to this is an epic battle that's going to happen on the earth between God and the devil. And uh, it's all surrounding Israel. Where they're trying to wipe them out. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole, like, understanding the importance of the Jews, then understanding Revelation, knowing that just how many Jews it says are going to die. I mean, it's yeah, mm-hmm. two-thirds. two-thirds. Yeah, and the Holocaust in World War Two was one-third. One-third, yeah. yeah so, so twice as bad. And that's just, I mean, that was a population of less than it is now. I mean, mm-hmm. the Jewish population now is, I can't remember, I looked it up. It was like yeah. is it 18 million. Or is it more than that, or maybe that's yeah, just that's in, maybe it's just in Israel. Really Israel. Yeah. yeah. Um. Nope. Sorry. Wrong thing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now and then, like it's a lot of the fight for there is that over the land, saying, "Oh, who has this land?" And they all fight over what it is. If if they actually got what God promised them, like I said, it's from the Euphrates to the Nile. I mean, it's all the Middle East. It would encompass all Syria, Jordan, Lebanon. A lot of Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Egypt, portions of Egypt. Have they ever had all of the promised land? No, they haven't. They've only just. Had I know that, it's that promised that they area. will get it. Oh, they will get it. Yep, and that's uh, uh, that's yet future. That's what during the millennial reign that uh, he'll, he'll get all that. Okay. I think for me, <clears throat> it's I, I don't know. Maybe 
it's it's easy for me to when reading you know Daniel or Revelation to understand that that time is meant for the Jews because if you look at it um, the events that happen um, in the tribulation are very Old Testament feeling you know what I mean mm, like yeah, in yeah. the Old Testament you know yeah. there were you know these um, amazing miraculous um, you know miracles and God did these huge things you know think about with uh, Joshua you know the sun you know stood still mm-hmm. and that sort of thing they were you know huge things that honestly you know we Ha, you know, we haven't seen in the New Testament. We haven't mm-hmm. seen in our lives. Not that God doesn't do miracles and work. He most oh, certainly he does. does. Mm-hmm. And you think about, you know, Jesus and the miracles that he um, did while he was on earth. But definitely, I think we we are under grace. We are definitely living mm-hmm. under grace right now. But when um, the rapture haps, happens and, you know, God tells Jesus to go get, you know, get, my bride. get, my, get your bride, get yeah. your bride. Mm-hmm. and the church... Um, is raptured and then the attention then is turned back to the Jews and it does mm-hmm. have that very that old testament yeah. feeling. I mean, yeah. We, we are I mean not talking replacement theology here, but we are in the church age. I mean it's right. definitely the focus yeah. is on the churches Absolutely. now, but it's going to switch back to yeah. right. If anything, it says that he picked the church now to provoke them to jealousy, to make them say, hey, we had that relationship, that Mm -hmm. closeness with him. Yeah, hey, that was for us. Now, I mean, as Christians, we are grafted in. We are part of the the Jewish nation. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're grafted in. But when he takes us out, we're a restraining agent that holds a lot of this back. And once he's he's dealing with the Gentiles now, and once he takes us out as the Christians who repent and trust in Christ, then his focus turns back to the Jewish nation. Um, they still need to get saved the same way. They need to repent and trust in Christ. The right. Revelation tells us about there'll be 144,000 witnesses that go around proclaiming that message, but Elaine's exactly right. It's more on the scale of the Old Testament because the signs and miracles are for the Jews. And so you have uh, yeah. prophets that call down fire. You have uh, them t- saying it's not going to rain. It doesn't rain. We have uh, epic battles that are probably played out on CNN, you know, where they're they're fighting it out over what's going to happen. And you have those 144,000 who can't be touched and, and going around preaching. Angels proclaim and they can see them. You'll know, have great disasters that come on the earth, mm-hmm. very much a la, you know, uh, being in Egypt when between God and Pharaoh, I think on a worldwide scale this time. Mm-hmm. And I know, like we were talking earlier about the feast, I definitely want to do an episode just on the, the feast. I think mm-hmm. that'd be it. The great episode yeah. to have um but there's the day of atonement that's when the jews realize whenever that one's fulfilled that's when they realize that's where uh is quoted in the scripture saying they look upon them him who they had pierced, who they pierced. Mm-hmm. i think that's that's when they get it that's when yeah, yeah. and then then he defends them that's like mm-hmm. yeah try at the last minute you know he's never too mm-hmm. late but he shows up just in time but just as it you know satan's trying to wipe him out the beast is trying to wipe him out he comes down and defends them, fights for them, delivers them all safely, and then they never die, which is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And can you imagine, <clears throat> you know, just that realization for them when they, <clears throat> when they truly do look upon him who they pierced? You know, you think about <clears throat> like Paul on the road to Damascus, you know, and um, when he sees, um, you know, he has that encounter with Jesus mm-hmm. and. You know how he, you know he's forever changed, and and you think about he was a Jew, a you know Jew of Jews. a Jew of Jews. You know he totally understood the law and understood all that. It, <clears throat> Circumcised on the eighth day, absolutely. Under you know, Gamaliel, right? Yeah. 
and then for him when he you know repented and trusted in Christ to save him from his sins yeah. and he realized that you know he counted all of his works as done absolutely mm-hmm. right he said yeah throw it all off and yeah, turn turn to Christ you know so that's why I was just thinking mm-hmm. you're saying that my dad always kind of says he likes following the chosen people magazine and stuff and mm-hmm. says uh, today, when a Jewish person gets it, they become an apostle Paul. This right. is Messiah. It's been there the whole time. He is the right. one. They become a zealot like Paul was, and that's what you think of in Revelation. You have 144,000 apostle right. Pauls. Mm-hmm. It was him, you know. And so, yeah, they go trumpet against the world. Right. Uh, Jesus is the Messiah. And he's coming back. I think it's so cool that God is. I don't know. That's just the character of God. That even though they don't get it, and they don't get it, and they don't get it, and they killed the patience. Jesus, yeah, he's so patient. And even after he takes out the church, and they finally get it, he forgives them. Like, forgives them. Yep. I just think that's so cool. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, God forgives and forgets. Yeah, exactly. Not to keep going back to the feast, but I find it really interesting. <laughs> uh, the uh, the other Food. the four that have been fulfilled, yeah, the four that have been fulfilled were fulfilled on the day. On the day. Do yeah. you think the other three will be fulfilled on the day as well? I mean, why would oh, he break? Yeah, why would he break? Let's just say Hanukkah is not one of those. But, no, it's, but, it's but, one of the lesser holidays. But uh, they just reestablished the altar on the dedication day. They dedicated it on the day, and so yes, yeah, exactly. And, and Every time like, the temple, kind of, not to imply or assume that people understand what the dedication day is so the first hanukkah or, or hanukkah is remembering back to the maccabean revolt is that how they refer to it as yeah at least yeah maccabean yeah winning. so the greeks came and said hey we're gonna take over israel so they do um mm-hmm. they um antiochus was it antiochus epiphanies epiphanies yeah, yeah antiochus epiphanies um who said he said he rises up and says everybody who follows us must follow zeus Mm-hmm. Um, the Israel first says no, and then he mm-hmm. starts killing all the ones that say no. So then Israel <laughs> says, "Hey, maybe we should probably start worshiping Zeus, except for um, yeah. the Maccabees, yeah, Judas Maccabees, Judas Maccabees." Um, and they say no. Um, you know a little bit more as far as what happened next. Is yeah, they came up and asked him to, you know, offer a sacrifice to Zeus. He said, "No, I'm not going to. I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm not going to do that." And so another man steps up and says, "Well, I will." And so. Uh, he and his sons kill that man, and the Roman guy, or not the Roman, the Greek guys that yeah, were there. Yeah, because, because Antiochus had had gone into the temple and slaughtered a slaughtered pig, a pig yeah. which is a dirty animal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. especially amongst Jews, yes, yeah, an unclean animal. I mean, it's it's so, the opposite of a lamb. Yeah, yeah. So they, he goes in there and does this abomination. So then the Maccabees come in, defile it all, just defile and put in a erect an altar to Zeus on God's altar, and, yeah, and so yep. Yeah, but then the Maccabees come in, and they take back over Israel. They take back over the temple, and then they rededicate. Yeah, when they came back in there, they said that the temple was overgrown. Grass was coming up through the weeds. Like I said, it had all been defiled, so they had to start all over. God doesn't take something dirty. You know, it had to be something new dedicated to him. Yeah. And so they dedicated it back to the Lord. Yeah. So that's why it's the Feast of Dedication, which is Hanukkah, Hanukkah. in our Hanukkah, or however. Yeah. I can't. I Hanukkah. can't speak Hebrew. Hebrew. <laughs> Hebrew. That's not even a language. <laughs> yeah, I can't speak Hebrew either. Um, yeah, but uh, that's that means dedication. So dedication. that's why the, yeah. the feast. So that dedication. was on the exact day. And you think of when you're talking about. You know, well, it be on the exact day. Like I said, Passover was. You know, unleavened bread. <laughs> the, 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 the Pentecost was, and every time the temple was destroyed, it's been destroyed on the exact same day. God likes anniversaries. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. like, then, I know, the, 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 sorry, I'm sorry. I know that, like, the Bible says, like, we don't know the day or the hour, but yeah, I think it's God's nature to, like, we have so many signs of 
the last days, like in his word, I think that's God's nature to be like, hey, here are some more signs. Like, look for these things because I love anniversaries. So, <laughs> yep, pay attention. Yeah. You know. yep. And I don't think he wants us to miss it. No. You know, no, he I wants think us that's to another reason. It. No, I think that's uh, I think suffering, a yeah. lot of people look at Revelation as, oh, it's so cryptic. I don't right. understand it. Some it's not. Just it's, don't even talk about it. Yeah, because they're afraid to look into it. Mm-hmm. But it's not him trying to be cryptic by saying all these different things. He's laying it out like, hey, in case you missed it, here's the descriptors. Mm-hmm. Well, and you think about it, there's been so many types and shadows of it, you know, just like mm. what you were talking about with Antiochus Epiph- Epiphany. Is that what yes. you're yeah. <laughs> And, you know, with the, um, the Maccabees and all that, the fact that he, um, you know, offered a pig on mm-hmm. the altar, you know, that's kind of a, a type and a shadow of what's going to come, yeah. you know, with the Antichrist. And so, you know, Revelation, it is a um, a book that you have to really dig into and study, yeah. but it isn't so cryptic that it can't be understood because yeah. of all the types and it shadows. It drives you to the rest of the Bible. Right. Well. Yeah. I think exactly. that's the, the rest point. of the Bible is the decoder. It's yeah. the, yeah, it's right. the, and, and I think he knows we cheat, we go to the end, we want to see how it turns out. And then he's like, here, let this motivate you to go back and understand the rest. And mm-hmm. then it's not nearly as cryptic. You know, it's not nearly, it's, he's writing to his people and he speaks in a language that they know and understand. Mm-hmm. Just like Elaine and I would talk, you know, that there's things that she and I would know that we could say that might sound cryptic to somebody else, but we know perfectly what it is. And so it's, I, it's kind of that way. Lovely I think way. I'm right in saying this, but I think all the three that remain are fall holidays or fall mm-hmm. feasts. And they all fall within, I think, 15 days of each other. Yeah, they're pretty so cool. So it's bam, 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 bam. Atonement, booths, and... Yeah, well, trumpets, atonements, Tom, and tabernacles, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they all, it looks like they all <laughs> fall in, like, the September, <laughs> October, um, like, time frame, depending on the Jewish month compared to the rest of the world's month. Yeah, <laughs> because they, also, they have a different calendar. They, have, yeah, they, <laughs> they actually have, have two different... Calendar, right? Yeah, plus they have two different ones. There's a... And so it makes it even more. That's why I said fall. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this should drive us to the know and understand. And and like when we've had uh, a rabbi come and and do uh, the Passover meal, it's like we can sit there and we get so much out of it. We're like, oh, he's talking about this. He's introducing bread and he has the juice. And and then they get the the matzah bread striped on one side and holes on the other. And then they break Mm -hmm. it and they hide a piece away for a little while. Then you bring it back out. You're like, this is all spelling out and pointing to Christ. Mm -hmm. And it becomes obvious to it after the fact. And so, but... Uh, we should see the signs coming forward. That's why he tells us. He compares it to like knowing the weather. We should be able to look and discern the sky. And so I think it's to drive us to the word, to read it and understand it, and and then to keep our eyes open. But yeah, so he definitely uses the Jewish nation for that. Mm-hmm. And I think to maybe address something that was brought up before. So, you know, with the Jews missing Jesus the first time. And I mean, do you feel like primarily they missed him because he didn't come in the form in which they thought he would, that they expected, I think that's a you lot know, of it. Yeah, they expected the, a king. the Messiah to mm-hmm. come in, yeah, to, to rule and reign and to be a king. And yet he came as a babe, um, you know, and not and even a poor family. In, in a poor family <laughs> and, um, came and gave us our greatest need first. Absolutely. Right. To take care of our sin first. Yeah. Because our spiritual need was so much greater than our physical mm-hmm. need. And so yeah. he came to meet that. Yeah, and just be grateful that God was kind enough to allow Gentiles, you know, to, to spread right. it all out, which was his ultimate goal anyway. He's like, he wanted them to go and tell it all. And so he used their rebellion a little bit to, to, to mix it in. But um, no, yeah, he's definitely using them still. They're still preaching the message. We still know and understand it because we read the Old Testament and mm-hmm. it is their, their life and their history. 
uh, like I said, written in a time and a place that we can know and understand their cultures, uh, their habits, like the whole wedding, you know, how a wedding is and going to Dubai. You know, when you get married, you make a betrothal, the, 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 the groom would go away for a while. You wouldn't know when he was going to show up. He would show up and get the bride. They'd have the big feast, and then he'd added a room to his father's house. Uh, that's what Jesus told us. They'll come back in a day and an hour where we don't know it. And he says, in my father's house are many mansions, and, you know, he's prepared a place for us. And so the whole wedding thing matches right up. And so, Absolutely. So that's just even a, a cultural deal. And so, yep, the more we understand them, the better we will understand the Bible, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, to... I think it's almost negligent not to study them. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. I, at least a little bit. Especially, I think, I'm hoping people now pay attention to you. I mean, because they're always in the news because yeah. they've always been like the problem child. They've always been like how many countries were they kicked out of after, because I mean, they were they were mm-hmm. like the gypsies. I mean, they were wandering around without a country mm-hmm. for years and years and years and like they, I didn't even, I didn't know this until I was reading it. They were blamed for the Black Plague starting. Mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah. They were blamed yep. for for that, and like they sh- started killing a bunch of them. Like, oh, I bet it was the dirty Jews, and they started killing all of them. And t- yeah, mm-hmm. that one. Yep. They've been the big scapegoat for everything. Yeah. But it especially tells us it'll get worse because it says in the last days there'll be a cup of trembling. Mm-hmm. You know, and anybody who messes with them, basically, it's going to be bad for them too. So we we're we're to anticipate it being more and more in the news. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I saw this earlier. I thought it was interesting in the. Um, UN General Assembly Hmm. in 2015 said that they adopted 20 um, singling, or sorry, 20 resolutions, Resolutions, yeah, yeah, singling out Israel for criticism. Only three on the rest of the world combined did they single anyone out for, and that was on Syria, Iran, and North Korea. So they picked, like, all these petty things to single Israel out for, like the Jews, Mm -hmm. and they're what the size of, like, a a pin, yeah. <laughs> like the a pinpoint on the state map, of Rhode Island, yeah. but then they're like, "Oh, these people are yeah, the and, cause of everything." And that was one year. Bad. I think they, yeah. they hold the record for the most resolutions against them, and it's yeah. just for being. And now it's 2015. Now it's 2018, and who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who knows? I do think it's because <clears throat> ultimately people they just hate God. And so they hate God's chosen people. I think it's gotta, it's gotta be part of it. It's, yeah, it's gotta be like the spirit of Antichrist working. Oh, I hate them. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like you think God about in. like in elementary school, everyone hates the teacher's pet. Like mm-hmm. you kind of relate it that way. Like, oh, well, they're oh, God's chosen people. God's chosen. Like, oh, right. I, yeah. I don't want you to succeed in anything. Like, mm-hmm. oh, right. you already picked. Yeah, I got heard people like, well, they get in free. Oh, well, they don't. You know, but right. but He's chosen them to work through them. It's like he chooses us now. If you repent and trust in Christ, you, he's chosen you, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he, because you're in Christ. So we all have the opportunity to be a part of that chosen that chosen group. <laughs> so, so God's made the call out there for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so it's just as easy as repenting and trusting in him, and you've become grafted into the vine, and you get all the blessings and promises that, that come with being God's chosen. And so um, he's long-suffering, he's kind, he's patient. Uh, as you can see through the Jews, you know, that he's worked it. He's had he's turned it back on them. Who, whom he loves, he also chastens, so he's had to discipline them. And so, but he brings them back, and they do get reconciled, which is uh, God's a God of reconciliation, too. Right. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah, Yoda decided he wanted to try to eat my binder. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's not barking at the cat anymore. He likes to be heard <laughs> and seen. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, they are important. So the Jews still matter. God's not done with them. And uh, look up for your redemption draw nine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there's many things we could, you could say. You can do a whole one on just stuff happening today. Oh, we definitely. Like just this week, even. Yeah, just this week, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We already have a couple planned out for 
for that here soon. Um, That's a plug for our sermon audio because mm-hmm. we do a lot of stuff like that, a lot of current events, especially regarding Israel at church. So yep. tune into our sermon audio. Yep, every once in a while we'll do a special one just on that because the news mounts up so much that we just have to stop and talk about it. So, yeah. yep. Okay, cool. I think that's a good closing point. Yeah. All right, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check out our social media at New Revival Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.